Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You hit the nail on the head. He is a better rider than that. You're in a dogfight, backed into a corner, like you can't count keep out. Well, it's that time again. Hello, everyone. I'm Ricky Carmichael alongside Ryan Villapoto. Welcome to Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. Uh, good to see you guys today. we got a lot to talk about. But first, before we get going, got to thank United Motorsports, Boxo USA, and, of course, Quadlock uh, got some great partners, and we'll talk about them a little bit later on. But, uh, RV, you were in Seattle this week. Didn't get to see you. I know that's a home race for you. You were uh, taking care of people, and I wouldn't call it babysitting, but probably getting to see some old familiar faces. But nevertheless, it was an ex- another exciting weekend, another exciting weekend. What was your uh, thoughts, off the uh, right, like, right off the top? Well, number one was as I was uh... – I was the bad guy on talking about weather, you know, kind of bringing everybody's morale down. And it turned out to be a phenomenal um, night of racing track was, was really technical, but, uh, but dry promoted good racing. So that was always, that's always great to see in Seattle just because it's such hit and miss going up there. Like I kind of mentioned before last week, you know, really talking down on it, you know, you're getting on my case, but you know, it, uh, it, I guess it worked out for the best. Uh, We had a, we had a dry track. So, yeah, it was, it was some really good racing. You know, I thought the track um, was technical, um, listening to some press conference stuff and just behind the scenes, you know, information that, you know, you can gather. It's uh, it was, it seemed like it was not as tough as Indy um, and some of them out there, but also man, some of those rhythm sections, they really got eight out on the face yeah. um, with some, with some gnarly steep, you know, I don't want to say kickers, but uh, steep ruts that, that could really uh, upset the motorcycle. Did you watch? Uh, did you have a, a chance to watch uh, qualifying practice at all? I did not this weekend. No, I like you said. I was up up uh, meeting old friends, and I think some of the people I've, I haven't seen for twenty years. So it was uh, it was a, a blast from the past. It was crazy because I was watching just kind kind of at a glance, and and while we're trying to do some work at the same time. And dude, I don't like, I don't know what was going on, but like Cooper was pulling in to the pit area nonstop. He'd do a lap, pull in, Carlos would tweak on his bike or whatever. And I don't know if you saw the, uh, I know you're super busy. If you didn't see the qualifying times, I mean, he was way off. And then you, dude, you know how it is. Like he kept pulling in, they'd change something, pull in, they'd change something. And uh, I just didn't know if, if you had saw it. So I, I did. Well, I did listen to his, um, I want to say it might've been a vital or a swap moto 
um, piece on that. He was, he just said he was, was very uncomfortable during practice. And to your point of, you know, pulling in, trying to find those, those settings, you know, uh, a couple clicks here, a couple clicks there. There's not a ton, obviously that, as you know, that you can do down on the track, uh, but just trying to find, to find his groove, you know? So, but like, like he said, he goes, as soon as the lights, you know, went off and, and turned back on for opening ceremonies, it's a, you know, the head switches into gear and, and uh, you leave all that out on the track and practice. And, you know, they get the skid steers on the track, they prep it, you know, and, and uh, he said it, he goes, the lights came on and I was, I was, uh, I was in the zone. So he was able to pull through, not the night he wanted, obviously he would have uh, loved to get that win from Eli, but, but uh, just fell short just a little bit. Hey, do you like, this just made me think of something and uh, like at this stage in the series, and, and if you were in a tight battle like this and you were like dead even with your main competitor that you're going for the title for, would you switch like major, major settings on your motorcycle, whether it be engine, suspension, whatever that might be? Like, would uh, you? Yeah. So funny. Okay, we were kind of talking about this to, uh, this the, on Saturday with some people and um, yes and no, depending on how, how off I was and what I was struggling with, I have changed drastically changed shock springs but between qualifier and main event internal setting was also changed a little bit but i put so much faith and trust into you know the mechanics and the team personnel and, and along with the suspension guys shim shim from showa you know uh, scott bennett was 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 the guy at the time i know you've worked with him but i was like yeah. we, i can't go through the, whatever i was struggling with i can't even do this section or can't go through the whoops i was like Let, we gotta we we have to figure something out so he ended up putting like a, a spring rate that was substantially lower on the motorcycle for the right. main event and made it work. You know, it's got to have that trust in your team to make those, those good decisions. So yes, to answer your question. Yes. I've made some drastic changes uh, before main events. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's nuts. I'm, I'm trying to think of even like when in, in 03, when Reed was putting it to me or you go to 05, 06, where it was tough. Like, I, I don't know, man, I could never, it's not that I didn't have the trust in my, my mechanics and, and, and the team personnel. I was just, I, I just would rather know what I had than mm -hmm. to, than to go out there with something, not knowing what I had. And, and I would just try to basically ride around the problem. Like if it sucked yeah. in the whoops or sucked in 90 degree corners or whatever it might've been, I would just try to alter my line. Cause I felt like, you know, I, I could, I would do better just knowing what I had, even if it wasn't that good. That makes yeah, sense. No, I, I kind of agree. That's, that's one way to look at it, but I, I, I looked at it from a whole different side. I was like, okay, well, I, I know where we're struggling at and I know what I've, we've gone through so many changes during the week, you know, testing and, and all different directions, you know, you have a pretty good baseline on knowing, okay, this may not be perfect, but I know what it's going to do or, you know, like, so I would, I would really lean on uh, instead of trying to really ride around the problem so much, I would be like, okay, well, I can either choose this and struggle here where I'm, where it's already really in my head, or I can try to make it better. And I know on the rest of the track, I would, what would, will be fine. So um, I'd always try to try to use every advantage I could do, could get. And some of that was, was bike changing and making big decisions right before a main event. Yeah. Hey, um, switching gears to the main event, 450 main event. Was there ever a time like when you're watching it that like, did you, was there ever a time, a moment you're watching like, well, this guy has, this guy has a chance to win tonight other than Chase or like, did you think one guy had 
more of an advantage than other talking Eli and, uh, and, and Coop, like what was your thoughts initially in the early in the race? You know, I think uh, like Eli said early press conference, he's like, man, it, Kenny got me early. Uh, an AC came up the inside after after the little sand section, the little wall passed uh, Eli also. So there was a bit of cat and mouse going back and forth. But early on, as for a clear, clear, you know, winner, obviously I was, you know, watching and, and it got Chase is starting to build a little bit of a gap, a little bit of a gap. And, and we all know his speed, but we also know what uh, tends to happen and and it showed up again you know he i watched him go out just open up that turn coming across the start straight and and i would say just by watching on tv he was a good 10 inches outside the main line he was and you can you yeah. can watch and it just he's under braking he's on the side of the tire there's less contact to the ground um and it, you could watch it just wash out you know like i <laughs> I can't tell you, like, I, I haven't rode the Honda. Um, I know that's, that's seems to be have, ha, it seems to be a problem with him, like uh, dealing with some front end grip or issues watching to me. Is he struggling with the motorcycle? He may be, but he's so much better. He's a way better rider than, than pushing the front wheel right there. That I think that was just a, a total rookie's not the word, but just total mindless mistake here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, and you hit, you hit the nail on the head. I think I was talking about it on the broadcast, but he just, you know, I think he tries to open up, open up that corner, probably to get a better exit, more straight run through that rhythm lane. And, and, you know, and you explained it perfectly, dude, you can't do that. And he, you, you, no one could have said it better than what you just did. RV is like, he is a better rider than that. He Especially. is. And, and at the very last second, you can see the bike kind of turn like he wanted to get up the, down the inside of that um, rhythm section, um, probably because the ruts were getting deep. Those, those, like I said, those faces, those were tricky ones in, in both rhythm sections. It's almost like the bottoms got eaten out and the top of the jump was still hard. So the, so call it the kicker was mid face instead of yeah. up on top, um, which is, I think, worse than having a kicker at the top of the jump because the kicker at the top of the jump, you can kind of you can adjust just your speed to power through it. But when they're down in the base of it, you it, the motorcycle just completely unloads. So trying to get back to the right, it seemed like he just waited, 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 and then made a, uh, a reaction, a quick reaction to the right. And, the, and the, the, the front wheel couldn't hold it. Yeah, I like what you said, though. It's like, yeah, you haven't ridden the Honda, so we shouldn't speculate if the bike isn't up to, to par. I personally, obviously, it's winnable. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, he, and he's got fast times you know i personally I, I think maybe the bike does have a little front end issue but he's a better ride he's he should be able to ride around that exactly thank you i'm so glad yeah i'm like honestly i'm just getting to the point i'm just tired of talking about it <laughs> i know it, it does suck <laughs> i mean but you said it great like dude it's on him you gotta you gotta ride around it that but so, so he's out there doing his thing and I, we're sitting there, we were, we were following that battle between Kenny and, and Eli and Coop and it was kind of back and forth. And I got to tell you for, for a minute there, I think Coop got by Eli and I'm like, oh man. I, and I thought, because now just completely basing it off of the last two weeks and what had happened at Detroit and, and Indy, I'm like, oh man. Uh, we're, I, I didn't think that Eli was going to do what he, he was going to do. Uh, so I was kind of entrenched in that battle and watching that because I think it's going to come down to these two guys between Eli and Coop for the title at this stage with only six races left. But uh, we got some sound on tape uh, with Eli after that, uh, after that win. 
and uh, what it meant to him and just how crucial it, it was, which was, was, was pretty insightful to listen to what he had to say. Well, it was just an outstanding night for us. Uh, I needed that that uh, that bounce back. Uh, it was almost like I was in a little bit of a slump the, the past couple of weeks and uh, just a little bit off. So uh, feeling much better now. Uh, that, that track raced really, really cool. There's a lot of different lines out there. Um, obviously, it was very dicey early on there. I got passed and then uh, had to make those passes back. So had a lot of fun with it uh, and had an awesome crowd tonight. So thank you, Monster Energy, Star Yamaha. And uh, this, this was important for us. It definitely was. Definitely. Why, why do you think it was important for him to win that race? Well, I, I don't think he can let Coop get on, uh, get that, keep that stride going. You know, I think it was a critical race for Eli because he's definitely been in a, a little bit of a slump. Like he said, you know, came back with a, with a tweaked neck or pulled muscle, whatever that was, definitely was not himself. And to your point of being that, that there's only six rounds. I think keeping himself in this dogfight to the very end is is so crucial. It was very crucial for him to get this win. I think to to stop the momentum with Eli and also prove to him that he you know like he still got it. I was telling somebody else the other day. I was like, you can uncover every single rock during the week and off season, and your mind still. I mean, I don't know about you. I told this to somebody. I was like, your mind, you still get down there behind the gate and you start second guessing and questioning, can I do this again? Can I keep this up? And, but as soon as the gate drops, all of that's out the window and it's full go time, but the mind, it's like a mirage. It plays tricks on you. So I think mentally that was, that was huge for Eli. Yeah. You're, you're, that's the way I see it on a hundred percent. And you're exactly right. It's like, you know, and, and I can't, I can't speak for you. I want to ask you this question, but and I'm going to tell you how it was for me. So each weekend, you know, we, we have success, we win, but you, I would always pick out things that I did wrong, you know, and be like, okay. Or if somebody fell, did I win on default or, Hey, was this guy catching me at the end of the race? So I'm always having to give myself affirmation and, you know, basically I don't even know what the right. It's a weird feeling to be in. You're on top of this mountain, right? This peak, and the, and it, the sides are so steep. You, it one, one, uh, one little, you know, movement to either side. It's it's such a slippery slope. That's in your mind. That's what you feel like. Um, everybody's got the target on your back. Like I feel like for me, like I had to reassure myself that's every it. single time that's I it. went to the line to 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 just mentally for myself. I don't care if everybody on the team said, dude, you are the best guy out there. You still go down to the line and, and your brain starts playing tricks on yourself. That's why, you know, single, single man sports, golf, uh, motocross, you know, MotoGP, all these single man sports where you have a great team behind you. But as soon as you get down on, on the gate, those that all those team members sit behind those tough blocks are in the stands and filming and all these things. And sure, they've done all their work, but still it comes down to being on your shoulders. Um, and man, I, it's the mind plays games. I can tell oh. you it does. It's it's the most bizarre thing. Yeah. Um, the reassurance. There. Yeah. Reassurance was the name. It's crazy because I I mean, dude, you were so strong mentally. I mean, you were, dude, like uh, it, it was unbelievable. It was so cool to see just this how mentally strong you were but at the same time even guys like yourself who was one of the most mentally strongest guys that have ever done this sport you still needed that reassurance in yourself every <laughs> single weekend and i think you know eli shared that this weekend on the podium and i i tried i tried to say that i said that right before i tried to convey that in the call 
Like after yeah. he had won, you could see the emotion, how pumped he was, just what he was doing on the bike while getting to the podium. And I'm trying, I want every to everyone who's watching and tuning in to, to know just like, listen, man, all these top guys are vulnerable mentally, you know, and they need mm. that reassurance. And he, he, he basically mimicked what I said is like, look how important this win was to him. You know, you start, it's as good as everyone was as much success as we had you still second guess yourself. And I, I wish I had the key to turn that off, but I don't, I don't know how the hell you do, but I think looking back, that's what makes guys like yourself, me multi-time champions is I feel like there is a, a certain aspect to where you race, like almost scared of mm. beating someone beating you. I, I, I totally agree. We've had this conversation before, you know, to all the fans out there, this isn't the first time me and Ricky have, have talked about it. We've talked about it at Red Bud sitting around a fireplace, you know, yeah. a fire outside, like just, man, the, the mind games that you're, that you're, that yourself plays on, on, on yourself is it's bizarre. So to get that and like, and, and back to, you know, like six rounds left, like you don't want to get, you know, if, let's say it wouldn't have worked out that way. And Coop would have, would have won Seattle. Now I feel like, you know, in Coop's position, he's got Eli on the run. Right. So yeah. Now that Eli was able to bounce back, now they're tied in points. They're going to split the red plate. It's going to be a very 248. They're tied. Yeah, they're, and Chase is 22 back. So 22 yeah, back's tough, dude. At 22 is, league yeah, league. Six, six to go. He'd have to go on a, a essentially a winning streak all the way out of, out of town here. So yeah, I uh, don't see that happening, not with those two up there. But uh but good on Eli, you know, he was able to bounce back and put himself in that position and, and uh, reassert himself as, as you know, that not to let have Coop start to, like I said, get that little momentum on his side. Yeah. So this kind of like, since we're breaking this down for our quad lock question of the week, uh, Justin Ten, uh, Ten Burr. So it's Justin Timber. Like he, uh, he has a great question and uh, he asks, with both Tomac and Webb being two-time champions and tied, which one has the momentum? And I was thinking about this, and this this is my position. I I give Eli Tomac the advantage, and the reason that I give him the advantage, and I hate picking who I think is going to do it, but the reason that I give Eli the advantage is because he has the raw speed. Coop doesn't have that raw speed. Like if you're going to put your money on the table for who can do the fastest lap, it's going to be Eli. So I give Eli the, the advantage for that. Eli is good when the track gets broken down. Eli is better in the whoops than, than Cooper. And then Cooper is Cooper has to strictly rely on the whoops being short. They becoming jumpers. He has to rely on the track slowing down becoming more technical and for the people that are just listening we're watching replays of eli coming through the whoops and just blowing by guys he was coming outside wide through the turn getting a good x or a good entry into the whoops able to stay on top carrying a ton of momentum he gets mm. by kenny roxon right there and uh from that point on you could just see he just starts firing so my point uh, for the quad lock question of the week to Justin Timber is I, that's why I give Eli Tomac. He's got more raw speed. He's just as good as Eli when it gets rough. He's better in long sets of whoops. If you're Cooper, the reason that I don't give Cooper the advantage is Cooper doesn't have the raw speed. He doesn't have the whoop speed like Eli does. 
So, I mean, at some point you, you can only, you have to go in, you have to be good in the whoops. You can only rely on things going your way so many times, mm-hmm. you know, like it, there's just too many things going against him at, at this point. I think that Cooper is stronger mentally than, mm-hmm. than Eli. And that's, you know, that's not a slight towards Eli. I just think that, I just think that Cooper is better at, at the mental game than Eli but he's just, dude, he's relying on too many things for him to play in his favor. And that's, that's a tough spot to be in, man. I would agree with that. I think right on at, you know, I think Eli's like, to your point, got the speed, but Coop with, with his, his it, it feels like he's, he, he's a dog that gets back into a corner. He's going to figure a way out of it. But like you said, if relying on too many things going his way, then building shorter whoops, things, right. Things like that, that, that are uncontrollable. I know he's, Mentally, like I would agree that he's if you're in a dog fight backed into a corner, like you can't count Coop out. But as for the speed and, and, and as all around, I think it's the pendulum is, is swung to Eli's side at this point. Thinking about that um, end of the race there on the podium <laughs> when Daniel, I think it was Daniel who was asking Coop about, uh, you know, his thoughts on the race and you know, where he was at and what needed to happen and all that fun stuff. I love, uh, I love Coop's candidness when he's on there. We got some sound that we're going to roll, roll from you, but I want to get your take on, on what, what do you think this was dir- directed towards? What is the approach from now until Salt Lake City to get this done for the third time? Try to beat Eli, but it's, it's not easy, man. He's uh, riding really good and all these guys are really riding good. So it's going to get crunch time here soon, but uh, we'll just stick to the plan. We're in a good spot and just got to trust the process, baby. <laughs> like, who, who is, who do you, do you think he's mocking anyone there? Was that directed towards anyone? Like, what, like, why do you think he said that? Uh, to be honest, I, I'd like to be a fly on the wall over at the Baker's factory to see. I mean, I kind of know what the what they're going through. So do you. I, I trained with Eldon for many, many years. Um, and I, I kind of, you know, I, for, for a long time, knew Eldon like the back of my hand, what he's going to say and and what he's going to do. And and to be honest, it's just a lot of repetition out there and, and keeping those guys uh, accountable for, for what they're doing. So honestly, I think uh, I don't know if it was directed at anybody, but he's spot on like he Eli's really good right now. So. Um, he's going to have to, he's going to have to trust that process and, and <laughs> mentally, mentally be in the game, you know? So it's, it's going <laughs> to be a very interesting, you know, closeout to the season here as it comes down to with, with six to go. I think myself personally, so the heat race win for Coop was massive for a couple of reasons. You know, I mean, he, he was riding like crap in practice. We already talked about that, but dude, the, the pistol shoot, over the finish line, Cooper wins. He comes over the finish line, boom, points back at the man. Yeah. Chase Sexton, that is. Is that fueling the fire for you, RV? Yeah, I, I think it's a little, it's a little interesting for me because you know, I, if that was a win against Eli, then I could see it totally making sense. You know, I know Chase was closer in points before Seattle, but still, in my opinion, the race isn't with with Chase right now it really hasn't been for a few races. So, you know, like we, we've mentioned this in a previous show, like he, he kind of reminds me of, of James. Um, I think you said that like he's got the speed and when he's on, nobody's going to touch him. 
uh, on a Saturday night, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of noise coming in, a lot of mistakes. We watched it happen again on Saturday night. So I feel like that was good for his confidence. Like, you know, I guess, you know, but for me, that's, that, that's, that was the wrong guy to be given the old pistol shoot too. So he, uh, we got, we got a clip of them talking about that. He kind of clarifies why he did it. So let's see what he has to say. Yeah, man, it uh, felt good. I hadn't won a heat race all year, and uh, Chase is good in him. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a cool deal. And, um, you know, it was one of those things to maybe make him get out of out of whack and lose focus, and seems like it maybe worked. Dude, look at – do you see Barsha? Barsha <laughs> yes. <laughs> Barsha laughs. I love it. That's a good reaction. I mean, I don't think – I don't think that it worked myself personally. Um, do you think that Coop says that if, if, uh, if Sexton was sitting there at the table? You know what? I've been watching some of the press conferences and from the lights class to the, to the 450. And it's, it's been, um, it's been, they've been, they've been good. They've been a little controversial. You know, there's been some good questions asked from media straight up, straight, you know, straight shooters, straight to the point of what is, has happened, you know, on the track, those, that, those nights. So, yeah, I think Coop would have said that in, in front of, uh, if Chase was sitting up there on the podium or at the, at the press conference, I do, I really do think he would have. Some speculation. I mean, the word on the street, and I don't know this to be true. I, I, I have a good idea and I'm sure, you know, just as much as I do. I mean, if, if Chase is gone, you know, and he, and he's, and he's leaving factory Honda, do you think that, changing a manufacturer is going to be the magic answer for him and miraculously these mistakes won't be happening. So I personally think that a change in manufacturer is probably going to be good for him. Yes. But I think he's going to whatever baggage he's, he has at Honda for whatever reason, call it the mistakes, the baggage that he's, it's going to, in my opinion, come with him. Uh, The baggage is always going to come with you. It might be a little bit different. Now, every motorcycle, in my opinion, and I can only speak for, you know, the ones that I have rode, which isn't, isn't very many, but still every motorcycle has a, has their, their pros and their cons. One, the, one might be really good in the whoops. One might be really good, you know, through the rhythm sections, vice versa, turn well. So as if the, if the switch happens to a different manufacturer and let's say it's two KTM that we've kind of, you know, through the yeah. grapevine that we all kind of know is potentially yeah. happening, that's yeah. coming. You know, like I said, I think the, the, the baggage is going to come with him. It might be something different that he's then going to have to figure out and work around. Every, Like I said, every bike has its strong point and every bike has its little bit of a weak point. And as a rider in his position, and, you know, I can only speak for myself, a little yep. bit of you, like yep. you have those weekends, you have those issues with motorcycles that you have to adapt and, and be good in those where they're bad. You don't have to be great where they're bad. You have to be good where they're bad and you have to be great everywhere else to, great. to, to be That's in that smart. position to win a championship. So like I said, I think it's going to come with him. It just might be something different with the motorcycle. I mean, and, and then on the other hand, maybe not, maybe it's just exactly what he needs in, in that, in that motorcycle chassis and, and setup is going to fit him perfectly. I don't yeah. Know. What do you think? Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting as we sit here and talk about it. I mean, could you imagine like, so Jack getting on this 450 for the, the pro motocross championship and then just, <laughs> he doesn't have the issues that, that chase does. That would, oh, that would be interesting. Wouldn't it? 
Oh, it cool. would. I mean, I, I can tell story, you know, if we want to tell just a quick little is I was at uh, Kawasaki, Monster Energy Kawasaki, and I was winning a lot of races and I had Jake Weimer on the, uh, as my teammate uh-huh. and he couldn't like his, the front end on the motorcycle was so rigid. I, and, and I knew that, but I had to work around it and was able to do that. But there's some riders that just can't work around that, 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 um, the team didn't make it super easy either for, for him. They're like, Hey, we have one guy crushing it and we have a, yeah. another guy struggling, you know, the bike must be pretty good. That was kind of the thought process. Right. And didn't do, I don't think the, 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 the right moves to, to improve Jake, to get him more comfortable, but same thing. It's, it's, I think Jet and his, you know, I know he's young, but his experience, the way they, they, they go about things, he's going to find the, the weaknesses and he's going to, he's going to be good with those weaknesses. Like I said, he doesn't have to be great with the weakness points on the motorcycle. He's got to be good and great with everything else where he knows the motorcycle's good. So I think they're all winners. Every manufacturer out there yeah, can win a championship. Totally. Period. 100%. Nothing against. No, nope, nope. they're going to they can win. Yeah. 100%. So it'll be interesting to see see how that works. And and just so everyone knows and I know, listen, I know the displacement's different. RV, you know it affects 450 engine affects a 250 uh, a chassis different than a 250 engine would affect the chassis, but the the actual frame is the same as the 250 and the 450 just to, for people who didn't know that. Um, mm-hmm. Jet's frame is identical to 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 Chase's. So, anyhow, but I mean that's neither here or there. Jet wins another race. Um, really, the only thing I would say, the only controversy, which is pretty pretty massive, was that heat race um, with with um, Cameron. Yep. When Cameron and Jet collide in the heat race, Cameron tries to square up the corner, or actually exit early, and jump onto the triple. He was doing a different lane than jet was and just by watching that rv i didn't see cameron's left leg come off so clearly he was off balance when he did that it was hard to call i wish i had a better angle like directly from behind Mm -hmm. you know we don't we don't have that unfortunately we don't have that direct angle from behind so uh but but the angles that we do i don't think that cameron meant to do anything but I, I would have to lean towards the side of the most likely it was his fault. Yeah. You know, watching it probably, you know, definitely misjudged, you know, cause it looked to me like jet was nicely f- starting to fade to the left. Oh, um, okay. And oh. Cameron, like I, I obviously I, I'm just going off of the watching the racing scenario. He's going to go down and, and, and try to uh, cover the inside here. But as soon as Cameron jumped on, it's on cam side. It, he, I think he's at fault, not giving enough space. He, he jumped easy, kind of tripled up, veered to the right a little bit onto the, after the start straight to that, to that rhythm section and just clipped jet, you know? So I would agree it, it, it a little on Cam- uh, Cameron's fault side that he should have gave more space. I feel like there was more room to the left to yeah. fit a motorcycle through there and uh, just misjudged how close. And maybe, you know, like I said, maybe I feel like, Jet was also okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna get through this rhythm section and and, and protect the inside. So he was gonna start to fade left. Mm-hmm. Um, would be the would would have be the common sense way of, of coming in there and and protecting that inside. But yeah, right off the right out right out of the gate, start of the rhythm section. I think Cameron misjudged kind of how close he was gonna be landing next to Jet and just clipped each other. So for that main event, oh, so what? Last question on that. You're behind. 
let's just say you're behind Stu in that situation or whoever. And what, what would you have done in that position if you were Cameron and the guy in front of you, what, tell me what. I, I think Cam, Cam did everything. Cameron did everything. And in my opinion, I think, right. Because a guy like Jet, you have to make a quick retaliation, a quick pass back. You let him get away from you. You're, 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 you're not going to catch him. Right. So same with James, like for me, um, I would have to, if James, you know, passed me, I had to make a quick decision on when I could, if the uh, uh, passing point arose, make that jump and, and make it happen right away. Right. Um, if not, those guys are going to get away. They're, they're, they're going to sprint and get away, especially James. Um, mm -hmm. And I think jet too, like he would have, if that pass would have um, happened and they would have just been, he would have clear, no, no crashes. I think Cameron would have had to, had a hard time, hard time passing it back. So quick, quick response time to the, to the pass back, I think is key in that position. So, like I said, just just misjudged how close that they were going to come together on the, on top of that tabletop. Right. So we go to the main. I think Jet made some awesome passes early. You know how important it is to make passes early on like that. This is the beginning of the race. He goes by RJ. And he's going to make quick work of Cameron. And then the next thing you know, he's just, yeah, he's out front. But those were some key passes. It's easier to pass these guys when they're all bunched up. Early on, as you know, hate seeing Styles go down um, just shortly after this through the whoops. And what we're watching mm -hmm. here is these first couple laps, key passes uh, early on in the race. And then here comes Jet. He's going to take the finish line for his fourth win of the season. Great job. He looks like he's pretty bummed with the performance. But as I'm watching this heat race, RV, or pardon me, this main event, dude, like McAdoo and, and RJ, I mean, they didn't let – they didn't let jet get too far away. Do you ever think that they're like, or do you, here's my question. Do you think that jet was just kind of holding the the lead at bay of where he was and just kind of mark him up, marking him? Or do you think there was ever a shot where those two other guys, RJ and Cameron could have maybe caught up to him? So I think that is something that is that jet does and Hunter, but jet um, we're talking about him currently is they do that. So phenomenal is, is only, leaving what they have to leave out on the track. I was a guy that was zero to a hundred. I could only <laughs> race this pace. Right. Um, if I was, if I wasn't in this pace, given it 110%, uh, I, that's, that's, I only knew one speed, but man, jet, he, I, yeah, I feel like he was able to, he knew he had those guys covered. He's only going to push so hard as the track's deteriorating. It's getting worse. It's getting more sketchy. I feel like he was just, yeah, he was managing the, he manages a, a race phenomenal. He only put leaves out there what he has to. Uh, and I think that's a smart racer. But I do think that he had, if he had to turn it up, he's got more in the tank. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Well, we got a, uh, there's an off weekend. Um, if you guys are sitting around, uh, check out unitedmotorsports.com. Go check out what they got. They are live online. Whether you need parts, apparel, accessories, they got you covered. Also, um, if you're in their stores, there's six locations across Kentucky and Ohio. Go through there. Um, Boxo USA, another great partner. Uh, they, they are actually in store at uh, United Motorsports. So, so check them out. Check uh, BoxoUSA.com out also. And then, of course, Quadlock, um, great company. Quadlock case, they got all of your phone case needs, mounts, you name it. They got it. Chargers, I like, uh, I got their charger next to my bedside table. Works nice. Got one where you can put it upright, lay there. Actually, my kids love it too. Uh, but check out quadlockcase.com. And uh, Justin Ten uh, Timber, Thank you very much uh, for the quadlock question of the week. That was a good one. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed our, our response. Make sure you uh, DM us and uh, we'll get uh, all your information over to quadlock and you get a free phone case. Uh, also, while you guys uh, are online this week, uh, make sure to use Title 24 for the promo code at uh, unitedmotorsports.com. And of course, Boxo as well. We'll get you, uh, get you some discounts. I know everyone loves some discounts, but uh, we appreciate uh, all of your guys' support. Uh, you guys are great sponsors, and uh, we appreciate it. And thanks for giving back, giving back to the sport. So uh, all of our listeners and viewers, make sure you check it out. So weekend off, do you think that um, some guys are going to ride some motos, start testing? Well, from the looks of it uh... – I was uh, snooping around on the on the old interweb, and <laughs> Paula looked like it was pretty busy recently. Um, really, guys? Yep, guys making their their uh, you know their transition to outdoors. I believe we have well, only one or two weekends off in between, you know, Supercross and Motocross. So it's going to be a quick turnaround time for these guys. So yeah, they th- I'm seeing that everybody's starting to get get outdoors, get their feet wet there try to get ahead of some testing, you know, for outdoors. So that's always a really cool time of the year. You know, I think to see the transition going from supercross motocross, the weather, as everybody knows in California has been pretty wet recently. So the outdoor tracks are just mint right now. So, yeah, I think it's that time of year where we're going to start seeing, you know, some transition, some things changing guys that maybe are out of the championship, you know, points chase that are really trying to put some more effort into into the into the into the outdoors that kind of tends to be a little more on the lights lights class side okay hey we're out we're gonna you know i think chance hymas is 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 done racing and he's focusing on outdoors you know so there's you're gonna get a lot of that more in the lights class 
so it's gonna be very interesting to see how how the rest of these these six rounds these play out you know we have phoenix we have this weekend off and then it goes right into phoenix which is which is always a good place to go and race i think that track promotes good racing um, yeah. it always has in the past totally hey i know one thing for sure rv i don't know about you bud but when you're in like the the mid-season grind or you, you know you're you know three quarters of the way through the supercross championship this weekend off was sure nice to sit back and have a couple beverages that's for sure i mean everyone everyone probably thought we were all serious but damn we would have a good time yeah, it was. It's always good to get a weekend off, but also, you know, I, I will say, if you're in Eli and Coop's position, if I was in their position, I was always like, okay, let's just keep this going. Like, let's just finish it up. Like, we're on a roll here. I'd I'd rather just keep keep these races moving. But yeah, they throw the weekend off, so everybody will go back get a get a chance to regroup, maybe potentially make their bike better, work on some of their issues. But if you're mid, you know, if these races are rolling over, as is, you know, you can only do so much during the week. So. It'll be interesting to see if who comes back swinging out at Phoenix. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I love the Triple Crown. Listen, I know you and I have uh, talked Triple about Crown. It. Yeah, dude, it's so much okay. fun. Like, hey, for you and I sitting here. Oh, no, I, I, I guess I just I wasn't paying attention that it's a Triple Crown. Yeah, Triple Crowns are, are insane for, for racing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll be in. Uh, we get the week. They, the boys get the week off this week. Uh, we're going to do our show again next week. Uh, I'm going to plan on um, telling some great stories. Uh, should be a lot of fun. We've got something new for you guys coming up, so make sure you tune in to Tile 24 next week. Uh, myself, personally, I love going to Glendale. But nevertheless, uh, we appreciate all you guys tuning in and watching us. Uh, please subscribe wherever you download all of your podcasts. Make sure you like, comment. You can Remember, you can watch Title 24 uh, Motorsports on NBC YouTube page every week. It's also on Peacock. So uh, make sure you leave your comments there. Please subscribe as well. And check out our uh, Instagram page. Leave your comments, whether they're negative, positive, and, and questions. We're going to have questions of the week next week as well. If there's anything that you guys want to know, we're, we're happy to uh, answer your questions or we'll do the best that we can to respond. Anyhow, next week, Glendale, Saturday, RDL starts at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There you go. It'll be on Peacock. And then, of course, the live racing starts at 10 p.m. Eastern on Peacock live. Going to be a good one. Man, we're down to the wire, RV. Uh, it'll be the final stretch for the AMA Supercross Series, Monster Energy Supercross Series. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. It will be. And, you know, we got a couple of these these um, hybrid Supercross tracks coming up also. You know, the bigger road race style courses where they're going to build it. I think Atlanta Speedways is one of them. You know, so there's going to be some, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, who's how, who that favors, I guess. Right. We all know Eli's is very strong on those bigger, more super, you know, like Supercross, bigger Daytona style tracks. So see if Coop can come out swinging at those rounds. I think that's going to be the last ditch effort to see where yeah. kind of things are going to end up, right? Like yeah. if you got two races to go and you're, you're three races to go and you end up winning Saturday night with, and then on to the last two in a situation like that, that's, that is a real pressure cooker. So the mental, it's mental game coming in. Okay. I'm five points down, two races left, however it ends up being, you know, that's going to be one hell of a uh, championship, you know, final for, for us fans. And as, a, as, as YouTubers and podcasters, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a great, great season finale to watch. Yeah, out. certainly. It's been a great, it's been a, an, a phenomenal year to, to be tuning in and watching 
uh, AMA Monster Energy Supercross Series and the inaugural SMX World Championship. A lot to watch. That's it, man. We thank everyone again for watching and listening. We'll see you next week, and everyone have a great weekend. Trust the process, baby. <laughs> Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.